I want to tell you guys, I'm super excited about what God is doing in this church. Excited about the people who are here. and what, I know Pastor Jerry mentioned, Jeremy mentioned that at the beginning of service, but I'm excited. I know he, he let me know that um, I think nine students are wanting to be baptized. We just baptized like 20-some in the fall, and then another 15 here. And then uh, somebody mentioned to me that they'd like to be baptized, one of the adults. And if you're in, in the house and you're wanting to be baptized... Maybe you've never been baptized, or maybe you're new to faith and you want to be baptized. Take that step of public proclamation of your faith. Let us know, and we'll we'll get that we'll get that scheduled and make it happen. So, all right, we're starting a series today. You ready for this? We are we are starting a series on prayer, and uh, I know some of you are like, we just prayed for two weeks or three weeks. No, no, no. We're we're starting this series on prayer, and I'm calling it "Pray Like Jesus." And if you know Jesus' style for prayer, some of you are like, we have to stay up all night? Well, no, not necessarily. If he calls you to that, maybe. But let me, let me just tell you, I, I don't know if you've ever flown very much. I remember one time I was on this plane, and um, the, you know how the pilot will come on, and a lot of times they talk, and you can't understand them. Thank you. Well, this case, what he said was, um, we need everybody to return to their seats as soon as you can. And he said something about something to the uh, flight attendants. And, and it was funny because you knew it was serious because they start moving quick. Like they, wh- whatever he said, they don't usually say. And he said, he goes, we're going to experience some uh, turbulence right now and you just need you to hold on. And like, I mean, I've never heard a plane, I've never heard a pilot say that. Usually they're trying to calm you down. And at this point we're like, whoa, this could be fun. And it was. The plane dropped, I don't know, it, it felt like a lot. How many of you guys were riding your bikes, you made a little jump, and then you thought you were like three feet off the ground, and your friends go, you were like that far. It wasn't like that. (laughs) What was funny is, you know, they hadn't had a chance to put anything away, and as we're in the plane, you felt it drop, you know, you felt your stomach go up, which usually I like. You guys like that feeling? Like a roller coaster, or you're, you know, there's certain hills. Like, if you're ever going, like, from 24 Highway to to 70 on, on, uh, I think it's 13, there's a great hill like that. Normally, I like that feeling, but what caught me more was watching stuff that had been on people's trays just kind of float up in the air like this, and you're just like, whoa, that is awesome, but that's me, right? This person, I don't know where they were, because I wanted to look at their face, because when they did this, they are like, oh God, please save us, and it was just funny because... He meant that prayer. He meant every word of that prayer. Every single word. Now, it wasn't the most eloquent prayer I had ever heard, but I guarantee you, he prayed it with his entire heart, and right down to his toes, he meant every word. I've heard other prayers that I'm sure were well-intentioned and meant well. I just went and grabbed one offline. O most gracious creator of heaven and earth, who sits on heaven's throne above and beyond, we beseech thee in whom exists all glory of all creation, who dost look down on us. I don't, I don't pray like that. I just don't. Is there a right way to pray? I don't know, let me ask you this, and, and, and this is going to get a little sensitive, so I apologize. I, I know a friend of mine, he said, if you're not stepping on people's toes, you're probably not preaching right, but I don't intend to step on toes, that's not my goal, but there's times when I feel like I write something out, I'm like, hmm, then I read over it, hmm, then I get, you know, I start put it in the YouVersion Bible app. If you, if you use the Ver, YouVersion Bible app, I always put my notes in there, 
And it's just for you. I have no idea who uses it until I don't put them in there. <laughs> then, then I get all these texts like, where's the notes? Like, oh, I forgot. But so I do that. Are there certain ways to pray that you think you'll get more out of God? Like you'll, you'll get him to do. Okay, let's be fair, though. Don't, don't you. Okay, husbands, you know, right? When you, you want your wife to, to do something for you or to let you do something, don't you ask her different than you do other things? Seriously, don't you? Young people, you know how to talk to your parents to get what you want, right? You know which parent to talk to too, right? <laughs> They're all like, yes. Woo. Don't we do that with God though? When we're really desperate, don't we go to him different? I mean, really, when things are going wrong, or you, maybe you've been praying for something for a long time. And you're like, God, seriously. I mean, I've tried to talk him into things. I know I've, I've told you some of this story. I'm not going to get into the whole story, but um, I have a sister who's 10 years younger than me. I, and I saw her get healed when she was two. And then she died when she was 35. I stood at the foot of her bed and I was talking to God and I had some really good reasons he should heal her right then. I mean, really good. And I'm saying this with all seriousness. There was a waiting room full of people who didn't know Jesus. She, she just had a way with people. I mean, she would lead people to Christ all the time, but half the waiting room were her friends who didn't know Jesus. I was telling God, do you, do you have any idea what that would do? <laughs> I remember saying that out loud. I'm like, oh, sorry, I know you know. He knows. She just, she'd been married a few years. I knew they were trying to have a baby. My God, why wouldn't? I had some really good reasons. I thought about, like, is there a way I could pray right now that he would do what I want more than other times? Do you coerce God with your prayers? I mean, is he like the genie in the lamp and if you rub it the right way and say it the right way that he does more for you than not. I know we do this as Christians. I know. Because we have certain things we say when we're really serious in prayer. I'm I'm asking you though, that guy on the plane, do you think God would be less inclined to answer his prayer because it wasn't super fancy? Or he didn't use the right words in the right way? I know a lot of times in our prayers, we tell God things that he already knows. I think we're doing that for us. We're trying to reassure us. God, I know you heal. I probably said that when I prayed for Pat up here. Don't we? Sometimes we quote scripture to him. It's almost like, hey, you said this in the word. Now I'm going to use this against you. I mean, not against you, but you remember you said this. So now I need you to do it. I mean, there's been times I've, I've heard somebody pray and I thought, and again, I'm not trying to offend anybody, so please. I've, I've listened to their prayer and I thought, are, are, they, are they talking to God or are they talking to me? I mean, are talking to us? Or why are they saying it the way they're saying it? Is our faith transactional? I want you to hear this deeply because there are some people who have, who have walked away from Christianity and then you hear why and you're like, basically they didn't get from God what they wanted. And then when they tell their story, like, I did this, 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 and this for you, and you didn't do this for me. And I step back and I think, hmm, I get that. 
Because if you thought coming to Christ was all, I don't know, what's, what's the soft, nicest thing? You know those blankets you touch and you're like, this is the softest thing I've ever touched? Like bunny fur or something? I mean, is that what you thought Christianity would be? That every single problem would now be over? I was going to say walking in clover, then I thought, well, that has bumblebees, and then it's probably more like that. Are we good Christians and good people just because he answers our prayer and does it the way we want, when we want, how we want, and on our time schedule? I don't know about you, but I, I feel that tension a lot. And even though I stood at my sister's feet that day, and she wasn't healed, and I walked out of there, and she hadn't passed yet, but I mean, she was, it was soon. And they met with her husband about donating her organs and I remember I didn't want to go back in the waiting room that day. Partly because everybody in there knew I was her big brother who was a pastor. And I'd already talked to all of them. And I hadn't had that question answered for me yet. And I guarantee you every one of them was like, why wouldn't God do this for her? Now, her death was a tragedy. Don't, I feel it a lot. I think about her. Even now, I'm on the edge of tears often over it. But God still moves, and he's still good. And he's still God. But we do hold him responsible for that, right? C.S. Lewis abandoned Christ at a young age because God didn't heal his mother. And he watched his mother, who was an angel to him, the nicest person who ever lived, die a horrible death of cancer. He didn't come back to Christ until he was... A grown man. We do that, right? He didn't heal your baby. He didn't heal my sister. Your marriage. Your career. That grade you, you wanted. Your health. What if, what if, what if prayers meant for more than that? Don't get me wrong. God heals. I've seen it over and over. I believe he healed today. Countless people today. No question about it. I've seen him do it over and over and over. You know, I know, I, I don't know, I don't know Patrick Mahomes at all. But when he, at the end of that game last week, was trying to get out, I want to thank God because he healed me. How many of you are like, and I, I love Kelsey, believe me, but I'm like, dude, can you just shut up for one second and let this man praise God for something that is beyond That guy, I don't even, Damar, is it Damar Hamlin? I feel like we all should know his name. And he's out there talking about God healed him for a purpose beyond football. And I'm looking at it like, I don't know about y'all, but I mean, every guy, I mean, most of us, right? Well, I could have been in the NFL, you know, right? (laughs) He is in the NFL. God heals. There is no question. And he changes situations and he adjusts things. There's a, I, I can't tell her a story, it's not mine to tell, but there's a girl it was in one of, one of my classes at Summit years ago, and I knew, I knew she was struggling with her faith, and I knew she walked away from Christ. You know, and occasionally she would reach out, we'd just have a moment, and uh, she posted the most amazing testimony online this week. Watched it five times and cried every time. Because God does that. He changes people's lives. 
in ways she's given God glory for something that is, she talked about being, being you know, delivered from an alcohol you know, issue that she developed in college. I mean, it's, he does this thing. But what if, it's, what if his answer is no? Do you still love him? Do you follow him still? What if his answer is wait? I know how that is because it feels like no. It's like when your mom says, we'll see. Right? <laughs> Whose mom would always say that and that meant no? Right? Because we'll see. It's going to be like, well, when she sees, it'll be past the thing I was asking for. And it's like, I used to always ask my mom to get a turtle. Anybody ever do that? Like, yeah, this thing you want. And back then, Sears had, Sears had everything, let's be honest. Right? But it had animals. And we'd go there and she would always find me there and like, can I have a turtle? We'll see. I never got a turtle. Ever. Ever. What if it's not now? What if what if what God is doing sometimes we pray is there's more going on here than you could possibly know. And you need to wait. I need you to get you from here to here. What what if his answer is, what I actually have for you is better, but you can't see that now? What if, now this is hard, but what if it's, no, I need you to be an example to people and walk through some really deep water. Do you think Paul ever prayed for good things in his life? You know, I... I, I Pastor Rob is in charge of the Assemblies of God has this thing called School of Ministry for people who want to get into ministry, but for whatever reason, maybe point of life or whatever, they can't just go to Bible college and drop everything. So they have a way for people to do that. So I was teaching one of those classes for him yesterday. It's over the entire First and Second Corinthians. And as we were talking about that, just talking about Paul and how... Have you looked at his life? Could he have at any point said, God, look... I've given up everything for you. I was, a, I was a Pharisee. I could have done all these things. And my life is difficult. His life was difficult. As you read through it, I mean, how many times was he beaten and left for dead and, and stoned and kicked out of the city and constantly tormented? And he still served Jesus to the very end. His end was death, martyred for the cause of Christ. None of you, of course. But there's times where I look at God and say, can't you just do this one thing to make my life easier? What if, what if what he needs to do is something in you and that waiting would build you in a way that you could never grow had you not walked through that? I don't know, you guys. I, some, you know, the thing that people joke around, don't ever pray for patience because you know how God gives you patience. Okay, I've given you situations where you learn patience. I just want him to give it to me, right? I just want to be wise and discerning and know everything without going through the lessons that it takes to do those things. And that's not God. He cares way more about you. How, how many of your kids have asked you for things that you said no because you knew it wasn't good for them? And it wasn't the worst thing in the world. It's just it wasn't the best thing either. And you knew they needed not that but something else. We're so selfish. I get it. And, and I'm talking about me. Don't, don't be offended. We're asking for things, the wrong things, and we're asking in the wrong ways a lot of times. 
Now, I'm not recommending this movie or even this actor, but is, if you guys, do you remember Bruce Almighty? It's kind of a, it's actually a really good movie in, in the message. He's complaining about his life and he's arguing with God. God meets with him and he says, if I was God, I'd do this. And he goes, really? Because now you're God. So the character, the Bruce Almighty guy, which is Jim Carrey, he gets a point where he's getting all these prayer requests and he's getting tired of answering and figuring each one out. So he figures out how to do control all, and then he says yes to all of them. Every request in the entire world. And it takes minutes for there to be chaos. Because we ask things at cross purposes. Do I want the Chiefs to win next Sunday? Yes. Are there, is it the Eagles? I'm just kidding. Do you think they're going to pray for that? Yes. Are there Christians in Philadelphia? I just saw a story. They actually highlighted the faith of, of uh, Mahomes, and then, I, I can't even remember their quarterback, sorry. What's his name? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Evidently, that guy is a really solid Christian and has been for a long time. So I'm like, usually that's how I choose my sports team's winners. <laughs> Not really, but, but mm, kind of. Do you guys get what I'm saying here? Do you still pray, though? Do you trust that God is good? How did you learn to pray? Remember that children's prayer? That really horrible one? Now I lay me down to sleep. Have you ever heard, listened to these words? I pray the, my, the Lord my soul to keep. I hope you guys didn't grow up with this prayer. And my, my mom didn't pray it either, but I'm just saying. If I should die before I wake, oh goodness, I pray the Lord my soul to take. I, oh my goodness. These poor kids. Over the fast we did, the 21-day fast, one of the things I did is I, I was studying prayers in the Bible. And I've been doing this for, I don't know, six, eight months. Do you know how many prayers are in the Bible? The hundreds. It's incredible. A lot of things we read, we don't even realize are prayers, but I, I love them. There's prayers, you know, in Philippians, uh, Ephesians, chapter 1, chapter 3, there's amazing prayers that Paul prays. Colossians. There's Jesus' high priestly prayer in John 17 where he prays for the disciples. He prays for them to be unified. He spends so much time on unity, it makes you wonder if those guys ever got along. But he knew how we would be too, right? Then, you know, there's prayer. We're supposed to pray for our brothers and sisters. We're supposed to pray for our enemies. The book of Psalms is full of prayers, And the emotional diversity in those prayers, I think, would would hit every one of us at some point in our life where, oh, I feel this, I feel that, I can relate to that. Some of those prayers are brutal. It's like, God, why won't you kill my enemies? You never pray that, right? Okay. We would do well to pattern ourselves after the other prayers, maybe. Did you know Amazon has over 13,000 books listed in prayer, on prayer? This, I don't know if anybody remembers this. Do you remember when The Prayer of Jabez came out? Did you know that book knocked Harry Potter off the bestseller list for a minute? Why? Because people want to know, how can I pray and get God to do what I want? That's it. We all want our prayers to be more effective, and we should. We should pray effective prayers, no question. And I do want to see God do incredible things, and he does. Think about the disciples for a minute. They lived with Jesus, the Son of God, for three and a half years. They ate meals with him. They, they walked with him. They saw him minister. They literally saw him heal the sick. They saw him feed thousands, at least twice, with just a few loaves and fishes. 
They saw him walk on water. They saw him raise the dead. They saw him pray. They saw him pray in the morning. They saw him pray at night. They saw him pray over meals. They saw him pray at the Passover. They saw him as a man of prayer. I don't know about you, but I've often wondered about that. Of all people who didn't need to pray, it would be Jesus, right? I mean, really, he is God. And he prayed. And he prayed a lot. He prayed because that relationship with God, when he came to earth, he's God. But when he came to earth, he's separate. It's all man, all God. But he he kept saying, I do what the Father tells me to do. Who better to ask about prayer? So in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, the disciples saw Jesus praying and asked him to teach them how to pray. We call that the Lord's Prayer. There's, there's an example of it in Luke and one in Matthew. We call it the Lord's Prayer. Probably should be called the Disciples' Prayer. And really, John 17 is the Lord's Prayer for us. But still, we call it the Lord's Prayer. Everybody probably could quote that prayer. One, I just want to dispel a couple things about that. It's, it's not a formula. It's not an incantation to recite. It's not, like a, it's not like magic where if you do it this way, God has to act. It's really a model for prayer. Given to the disciples by Jesus, who better to learn prayer from? It's not necessarily a here's what to pray every day, but it's more here how to pray. This is how you should pray. In fact, in Matthew, Jesus says, pray like this, like this. Excessive repetition of that exact prayer isn't, I just don't want anybody to misunderstand. That doesn't earn you like more leverage with Jesus. In fact, in Matthew, he says, when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans. They think they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you even ask him. Pastor Newby used that prayer as a model every day. And I was thinking of that during the, 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 during the, uh, the fast, and I, just, I started to do that, just use it as a model, a framework for prayer. Some of the things that just kind of blew me away about it. It's very simple. But it's also spectacular if you think about it. The Lord's Prayer, really, it's, it's so true to our daily lives in a lot of ways because it, it touches on breathtaking things and very mundane, normal things. It mentions fantastic and familiar, awesome and average. But isn't that our lives? I mean, really, our lives are like that. And when you pray, you're doing the same thing you're asking God to do, miraculous supernatural things, but then we have simple daily things we need him to to answer. And all of those things matter with God. There are no small prayers. There are none. I know I've seen this a million times where you're, you're in a group and you're doing prayer request for something, someone lays down one that is life-threatening, and then no one else wants to share, because <laughs> the things they were going to mention are just like, mm, not that big a deal. It is a big deal. It's a big deal to God. Think about your children. Do you care about their lives? The big and little things? Do you care? My son mentions what he had for lunch. I care. I'm interested. I never say and think, oh, I don't want to hear about that stuff. Tell me the more important things. Would you ever do that to your child? Well, then God would never do that to you. All of it matters. Scripture says he even knows when a sparrow falls from the ground. He cares about your, your daily life. This prayer has two parts. The first part 
is about God. It's God's name, his kingdom, his will. Then the second part, think about how mundane this is. Food, provision, forgiveness, our own personal holiness. It's intentional. Two halves that are mingled together with eternity and every day. Both of them matter. It all matters to God. He cares about every single one of these things. In this series, here's my goal. I'm telling you in advance. I hope, my prayer is that you will want to pray. You will be driven, drawn into prayer. That you will prioritize prayer. And I'm hoping that you will pray for the eternal essential things and the everyday things. Because God cares about every single one of those things. You matter to God. You matter to him. I want to take a look at Psalm chapter 8. And I want you to grasp how big God is and yet how much he cares about you. I love this psalm. It's, one of, it's, a, it's a beautiful psalm. It says, O Lord, our Lord. We used to sing this as a chorus. I don't know if anybody remember that. How majestic is your name in all the earth. You could pray this as a prayer even. You have set your glory in the heavens. Those those who know me, you know I am amazed at God's creation and I look for it every day. Though the praise, through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands and you put everything under their feet. All the flocks and herds and all the animals of the wild, the birds of the sky and the fishes of the sea, all the swim in the paths of the sea. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Why would you even pray if you didn't believe that? I mean, why would you pray to a God who you didn't know cared about you? I mean, know that he cared about you. I mean, you can say you care for somebody, but unless you show it, do you really care? If you really believe he cares, then he will show it. And it, would, it, will, it will motivate you. Belief needs to be tied to behavior. And if you really believe all of that, then you will be drawn to prayer. Let me, let me give you some particulars about this. I really, this, this thought has been on my mind for months. You know what prayer is? Prayer is the restoration of the relationship that we lost in the garden. Do you realize that God created us for a daily relationship? You think about it. Who are the people in your life who you know? Those are people you spend time with, you have lunch with, you have conversations with. You call on the phone, you text them, you you connect with them. God did that in the garden. And if you believe God is good, you're going to want to talk to him. Now, our sins have separated us, but look at this. When, when Adam and Eve sinned, I love this passage in, in Genesis 3.8. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That's how it used to be. And they hid from him. The Lord God was among the trees in the garden, but the Lord God calls to the man, where are you? He calls to us the same way today. Where are you? The man answered. Can you imagine playing hide and seek with God? I mean, really. We do it, but silly. Seriously. It's like kids, right? You you ever play with little kids? 
And they're like behind the curtains, like, I can see your whole body and your feet. Right? Or they cover their eyes, you can't see me. But why did they hide? They knew they'd sinned. They'd ruined the relationship. They'd broken the relationship. And Adam answers and he says, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid. He was shamed. Here's the truth today. If you're a believer and you know Jesus, there's no reason to hide. It's a relationship that he wants to grow. I think about this. It's, it literally is the gospel. God created us for a relationship. I love, I love this acronym. It's just, you can see the if you look on the left there, gospel. God created us for a relationship. Our sins separated us from him. Sins cannot be removed by good deeds, but paying the price for sin, Christ died and rose again. Everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life, and life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. Forever and ever. Think about this. This, this Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you're made right with him and it's by openly declaring your faith that you're saved. Here's what I'd like to do with you today. I want to give you a couple principles about prayer and then I'm going to invite you to pray for a minute. Now, I know we prayed a couple times today already, but I'm going to invite you to pray. You, you may be here today and... Um, even talking about this today, you're thinking, I don't have that relationship that Pastor Dennis just described with God. Here's the beauty of God. You can have that today. Today. No matter where you are, you might be so far from him, you could be right here with him. You might be right here, you could be right here today. He's, he is so good to us. He opens his arms and wants relationship, and he's ready to forgive He's ready to correct. He's ready for this. This is the number one principle I want you to take away from today. I want you to pray. I wrote it down like four times. I just want you to pray. I've, I've talked to people and they wonder like, how, new believers, and they're like, well, how, how, do, how do you pray? What, is, what do you do? And I know it sounds simple if you've never known him, but it's simple. Just talk to him. That's it. Talk to him. Good, bad, up, down. What, what you're going through if you're near day. I just want you to pray. I want you to pray, and I want, to, I want you to pray early and often. You know, they joke about voting like that early and often. Totally kidding. I want you to pray like that early and often. I know not everybody's a morning person. I know that. Pray at night if that works for you. It doesn't work for me because I'm a morning person. I will fall asleep on Jesus. And that is whatever works for you. I want you to pray when you are in need. I want you to pray when you have everything you need. I want you to pray when you're in despair and when you're in joy. I want you to pray when everything seems like it's falling apart and everything's fitting together. All of those things. He wants to know both and everything in between. He wants relationship with you. So as you walk out of here and you say, what did pastor talk about? He said, pray. It's that simple. Talk to him. I want to reassure you of something as you get ready to leave. He hears you. He hears you. He hears you. 
I was reminded, you know, we talked about uh, Abraham and Hagar and all that mess. And Do you remember what happened when she was cast out and she, God provided? What did she say? He's the God who sees me. He sees you. He hears you. There's nothing that happens in your world he doesn't know. I guarantee you this. He not only hears you, he actually hears you past your words. I think about this sometimes. The thief on the cross wasn't super eloquent. And he didn't really do anything to earn God's favor, did he? He just said to Jesus a simple prayer. Remember me. Remember me. And Jesus answered him and said, this day, this day. Romans says that we can pray with just the groanings of our heart. As the Spirit prays through us, we, I don't know if you've been that desperate before, where you can't even vocalize good words. He doesn't care about good words. He cares about you. He hears us past even our posture and where you are. I pray everywhere. Sometimes I embarrass myself, but I, I pray all the time. Did you know it's not even in the Bible to shut your eyes and pray? They didn't do that. They didn't do that. Every time it says they looked up to heaven and prayed. But you can pray with your eyes closed. Do you, are you getting this? Does he care? He doesn't care. None of that. He also hears us past our failings. If I could have a musician up on the stage for a minute. You may be here and think you're so far from God that there's no way he wants to hear from you. You're wrong. You're wrong about that. He wants to hear your prayer. These students aren't, they're just leaving because they're getting ready for the fundraiser lunch. In case you're wondering. <laughs> it's like they need prayer, doesn't it? Like, maybe, maybe they do. I really want you to get this part. He hears us past our failings. You know what it's like? It's like that kid who's afraid to call dad because they just wrecked the car. You know what I'm talking about? It should be like this. I can't wait to call dad because I just wrecked the car. I know he's there for me. I know he can help me. I know he cares way more about me than the car. Right? 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 I want you to pray because he hears your heart. There are times where you're not going to get the words right, but he knows. You know that experience, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? He... <laughs> If it had to be perfect every time, none of us would be there. None of us would get there. None of us are like that. The fact is, he hears you, and he knows what you need even before you ask. He knows your needs before you know you're in need. He knows. There's nothing you walk through that he didn't see coming and knows. It may be years later where you realize how he prepared you even for those things. But the fact is, wherever you are in this moment, he knows. He knows. So I'm going to ask you to do this. I just, I do this almost every Sunday. I just want you to all shut your eyes. I only do that because it gives you a sense of privacy in a room full of people. Some of you don't know anybody else here. And maybe that's comforting that you can shut your eyes. Some of you do know people and maybe that's comforting. Regardless, God knows. You know what's beautiful about him too? He knows our hearts and our thoughts 
And our prayers, even when we can't get them into words, he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows. He wants you to talk to him today. Guarantee you one of the saddest days for God was that day his creation hid from him in the garden. That's not what he wants. He wants you to be honest with him. He wants you to tell him if you failed and how you did it. He wants you to tell him you're sorry about it and express true grief. He wants you to tell him that you want to make it right and you want him to change you. And it's his joy to do that. So I I know your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed and you have this sense of privacy, but I I do want to ask a question. And the reason we ask these questions is because there's something that changes in us psychologically, emotionally, when we make a statement of some kind. Different, different than when you just do it in your head. It's just different. I'm going to ask a question with everybody's eyes closed. How many of you feel like you need to talk to him today? I know everybody could say that. I'm talking especially because of what you've heard today. You know you need to talk to him. Who's that today? I see those hands. There's a lot of you with your hands up, and I appreciate that honesty. I'm going to ask one more question. I never want to miss this question because this is the most important question in the world. I loved hearing the Chi Alpha stories about people coming to Christ. Maybe for you, you've never given your heart to him completely. Maybe it was something said today. Maybe it's something that's just been growing in you and you realize today's the day. I need to do that today. I need to surrender my life to him and give my whole life to him. If that is you today, we want to pray with you. Anybody like that? I see those hands, and I appreciate the honesty. Anybody else? I see that hand too. I appreciate your honesty. Thank you. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you all to stand. If everybody would just stand right now. Uh, We do have some people who are prepared to pray. Um, I'd like our missionaries, if you would help pray. Uh, Staff, spouses, board spouses, there's some people that are specially on the prayer team. If you need someone to pray with you, maybe to stand with you in prayer for something physical or something emotional, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, they will pray with you. You don't even have to tell them. Sometimes you don't want to tell everything, and you can just say, I just need prayer. Just pray whatever God puts on your heart. That's a good prayer, too. Those of you who raised your hands, and you especially want to give your life to him today, I want to lead us all in that prayer. But I want to invite you to come for prayer right now as I'm praying. Don't wait. Just come and let these people pray with you. For everybody, I just want you to repeat after me. For those who raise your hand especially, just repeat this after me. Father God, sorry for things that I've done that were wrong. I want that relationship. I want to know you like Adam did. I want you to forgive me for the things I've done that were wrong. Make me new. Give me that relationship that, in Jesus' name, and we can live with you forever. Amen. We're just going to take a moment. If you want prayer for anything at all, I want you just to come down for a moment. If you, if you in the crowd would just, just wait for a minute just so we can pray with these people, that'd be awesome. 
while they're coming for prayer, I, I just want to pray over you as a congregation. Father, I pray for everybody in this room right now, and I ask in the name of Jesus that you would be so real to us and our relationship would, with you would be so open that we would come to you at every moment happy and sad. God, I pray that as we do that, that you would become so real to us that it would change literally everything, our attitude, our emotions. God, I pray for healing for those in this room who are in need of physical healing or emotional. God, I pray for those who, who maybe they've struggled with their relationship with you. Maybe there's something they feel like you didn't answer, that you would work in their heart and mind and just give them some clarity on that. Give them some healing over that. Give them, Father, some reassurance that you care and that you're working in that. Father, I pray that those maybe who have pushed you away a little bit would embrace you and that you would restore that relationship with him, them that they once had. God, I pray as we leave this place today that our relationship with you would never be the same. Pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. As you get ready to go, I just want to bless you on your way out of here. Thank you for being here today. I'm going to challenge you to do this. I'm going to challenge you to set a time that you're going to pray, whether it's morning or night. That's not the issue. The, the, the difference is praying, that you would set that time. And I also want to encourage you, if you, you didn't already have lunch plans, to just join us. Fellowship is always great. I know I've had people say, well, I didn't bring cash today. That's all right. That's not a big deal. Just come and eat, and let's fellowship together. God bless you. Thank you for being here. We'll see you uh, in the gym.